So um, today, I'm talking about appreciating your journey, which is basically a journey which we are all on. And um, I will start with um, a young man in the Bible, which uh, most of them know my favorite person in the Bible, um, David. So when he started his journey out, all those many years ago, and he was actually picked out to go look after the sheep and um, to go uh, to be a shepherd, I bet at first he didn't enjoy it. He didn't like it. He didn't want to be there. But he listened because that was what his dad wanted him to do. He went out there and years went by and he was there. And even when that time came, and it's so funny how God works. While he was doing all of that, God knows what he was already doing. And God to, uh, spoke to Samuel, like literally, when the time came. And um, Saul was prideful. And Saul was prideful. So um, that's one other thing we want to talk about. Pride. Manan, which is probably one of the reasons why I'm still a Christian today, she will always say something. Pride comes before a fall. Now, no matter who you are, no matter what gifts God gives to you, you should actually know that it is an honor for God to actually give you that blessing. That you are actually, that it's not something you've worked for. Like literally, God gave it to you because he wants to bless you. And you're meant to use it to help other people, not to spite other people with it. So when you are blessed in any way at all, if God has made you good, be good. Be able to like show to people, not in a prideful way. The Bible goes on and on about people that were prideful and each and every one of them, they like, the end was not good. Saul was a very good example. A different spirit took over him. Absalom, he hung himself on the, like, he like literally, a tree caught his hair. That was where he died. Pride is definitely before a fall. So, back to the story I was saying. So while Saul, while the pride took him over and he refused, like, he did what he wasn't meant to do, disrespected God. And at that point, God had had enough. God was like, no, that is it. And he told Samuel, like, go to the house of Jesse. Not knowing. David knew nothing about this. He was just doing what he was meant to do. And he said, go to the house of Jesse. There you will find a man after my own heart. And the Bible, only three people did God refer to, like, differently from everyone else. The first person was Abraham. Abraham was a friend of God. God says, you are my friend. God did not say that twice to anyone else. The second person, David. A man after my own heart. That never came again. That is David. And the third person was Christ, the Son of God. Those three people, they stand separate from everyone else. But David went out there and he kept on doing what he was doing. Even up to the extent that literally like, no one even believed in him. When they came, when Samuel got to the place and like literally, they were asking for who to anoint as king because he was meant to go and anoint the next king. They brought all the brothers out and they even forgot David existed. But God being God, he knew who David was. He was like, no, no, no. Um, they still want more. And when David came, God anointed him. At that point, he had every right to get over himself. Like, oh, yeah, I am king of Israel already. I am this and that. No, he waited for his time. There was a journey. There was a process. And all through his story, he showed how God guided him step after step. And every single time. And I think the most amazing thing about him was that no matter what happened, no matter what he was doing, he always came back to God. He had the greatest army in the world. At that time, the army was the best. But he would never go to battle for no one. Like, he would be like, no, we go ask God first. If God says go, we go. If God says no, we do not go. And that was how he lived, how he lived his life. Step by step, every single time. He made sure God was involved in every single thing he was doing. And that set him apart from everyone else. Because all true, like all the kings, everyone that was in the Bible, David was different from anyone else. And God loved him for it. 
I still tell people, Solomon, for instance, Solomon did not really do much. Solomon actually got the blessings of David. That actually, like, what David did was most of the things that Solomon inherited. He actually inherited his father's hard work. Because his dad did all the work, went out there, not that, never for once doubting. Yeah, he had his um, low points, however, but he always came back to God and always cried on God. Um, in the book of um, 1 Samuel, chapter 17, um, verse 25, David said, the Lord will rescue me from the paw of the lion, the paw of um, the bear. He will rescue me from the hands of this Philistine. While he was watching over sheep, who knew that a time will come? While he was killing all those bears, like literally when a bear came, imagine that. I bet most of us in this room, if we saw a bear right now, that's it, we're all gone. Or you saw a lion, we're gone. But this man stood toe to toe with them because he believed in God that was in him. And when that time came, and that's the thing. God will always orchestrate. He, see, each and every one of us, our lives are planned out. As much as we try to be wise, as much as we try to like, take shortcuts, as much as we try to do things our own way, God knows how you're going to go. God, and that's the thing. Even when you do do your thing, God leaves you alone to do your thing. Because you know, when you're ready, you will come back. And you will still go the right way you're meant to go. And with him, that day, he was just doing his thing. Uh, another morning, he woke up, went to those fields, looking after the sheep. His dad called him. Come take food to your, dad, um, to your brothers. He got there and he heard that there was a Philistine called um, Goliath. And he was there. He was bragging for days. And no one could take him on. Apparently he was a man mountain. And people saw him. All the soldiers, veterans of war, they saw him. They were scared. No one dared. Even Saul himself, that was meant to be the king. That, pardon me. Everyone looked up to. He couldn't even step to him. And they were there wondering what was going to happen. And he came, that was when he said those words, that the Lord has, that has actually seen me, that the Lord has protected me, that has seen me through fighting the lions and the bear. He will protect me against this Philistine. And at first, his brothers, I bet when he first started trying to talk, they covered his mouth, they shushed him up like, don't get us into trouble. But he was like, no, I know what God has for me. And he went out there, and he took on, the, he took on Goliath. Before he went, Saul was like, oh yeah, oh. Because we have no choice. I bet if Saul had a choice, he would have said no. But no one was going to go. So, okay, I'll give you my armor. And that's another place where like, literally we get it wrong at times. Because we think we can kind of like mold ourselves or do things in a certain way. Oh yeah, God, don't worry, we'll do your thing. But we do it our, in our way, but we still do what you want to do. But no, God has a process for everything. The armor was too heavy for him. So he had to take the armor off. And go the way, the same way he's faced the lion, the same way he's faced the bear, with just his, um, his slingshot and a stone. He just looks for stone. And he went out there. And he saw Goliath. And he, when he saw Goliath, he was like... And you can just imagine, a little, because apparently he was a teenager while all this was happening. So he was just as old as one of you. I don't know what age precisely, but the, the Bible says he was a teenager while he went out there. And he stood in front of this man, mountain. And immediately, he struck the stone. Like literally, he rolled, he rolled, and the stone went from his sling. Everyone has different stories about how that, how that stone went. Some people were like, when the stone went, all the angels in heaven, like literally, were behind the stone. And like literally, that was like the best stone ever thrown. Everyone was like, no, that, that was like, like, it was just God. Like literally, God just struck him down. But one strike, and Goliath fell. And that was the end of Goliath. One strike. Even at that point, David could have been like, no, I am king now. He didn't because he still knew there was a process. 
He went on again after that. Saul was like, oh yeah, Dave, da, 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 da. thank you, David. Uh, you've done what you're meant to do. Come into my, um, yeah, yeah, you can lead my, uh, my armies and all that. Like, we'll, we'll fight battles together. Then time came. Saul started becoming jealous of him because people started singing that um, I think Saul kills in the thousands. Um, David kills in tens of thousands. And that got to Saul. His pride took over him again. But at this point, David knew what was happening. He had to run because Saul wanted to even kill him as well. So imagine, God had already given him the message that he was going to be king. But even after he was meant to be king, he had to leave everything he knew. All his people, take his family that he had, the little family he had, take him and go hide. He had to hide for years before the time actually came for God to actually like, okay, you know what, it's your time now. And during that time, there was a part where like, he had the time... Um, when they were like scouting, they saw Saul. Because Saul went after him. This was in the middle of nowhere where there was no one. And he had a chance to actually kill Saul. Because at that point, it was okay if he killed Saul. But he was like, no, I would not put my hands on the anointed of God. They were one-on-one. -on -one. He could have done whatever. Saul was sleeping. He could have killed him. He was like, no. Because he knew what God had for him. And that's the thing. Most times we forget that God has a plan for each and every one of us. And because things are happening around us, we kind of kind of adapt to the world. And the Bible keeps on telling you, like literally, the day you become a born-again Christian, the day you receive Christ into your life, all things are passed away and new things will come your way. And time and time again, it went on like that. And it just showed you that literally, it was all about his journey. Yeah, we all have a destination. There's somewhere we are going to that we will get to in time. But we need to enjoy the journey. There will be tough days. There will be happy days. There will be days when you feel like you do not want to do this anymore. But those are the days when like, you get on your knees. Like, you just stand up. You start praising. The reason why we shared Psalms was that when I was younger, my nan would always tell us about Psalms. And like, we had to like, memorize the Psalms. Like, not even, like, she would tell you, okay, you have a week. So, so Psalm, you have to know in your head. And at that point, we didn't know what she was, pre uh, she was prepping us for. We didn't know. We were just like, oh, nan, is that what you want us to do? Okay, we did it. Until years later, after my nan was gone, and several things happened, and I didn't even know what prayers to pray. And I also, you know, some of those times I don't even remember right now. But whenever there is trouble, whenever trouble comes and I'm troubled and I don't know what to do, those psalms, they come out. How they come out, where they come from, I do not know. Most of the Psalms that they've, read, that they've read today, I actually have them somewhere in my head. Right now, I might not be able to actually read it to you, but when that time comes and I do need them, they actually come. And my nan, bless her, all she was doing, because like, I will always say this, that me being a Christian is because of that. Because we went from that stage of actually first, uh, forcing us every single morning to go to church. I'm not going to lie, at one point I hated church. I did not want to go. But then from then, it was like, oh yeah, man, we have to go. We started going. At one point, we kind of like fell in love with it. Because it was like, you had no choice. And now there's just so much happening. I agree, yeah, the kids, they need activities to do and all that. But still, Sunday is very, very important. Years and years ago, even in the UK, like literally, like there was nothing. Sundays were always a, a day for church. Everything else was closed. People did go to church. People did take their time to go worship God. Even if it's one day a week. Even if it's not every day. But at least they, they left that day for Christ. 
But now we have become so busy that we have actually forgotten the whole essence of everything. And there's that thing that um, there's an African adage that says, like, literally, like, if, um, uh, um, if a river actually um, ever cuts off from the source, it dries off. If the river ever cuts off from the source, if there is no source of, um, no source of flowing water, it's a matter of time before the river dries up. And each and every one of us, our source is Christ. We have to keep on going. We have to keep on believing. And as I said, you know, I tell the kids something. Some of them don't get it yet. I tell them, life will hit you hard. Life will hit you hard. Right now, I appreciate your parents. Because they are actually protecting you from so much you do not know. The real world is not kind. As nice as you might be, the real world is not nice. Things will happen. Don't get me wrong. There are nice people out there. There are bad people. There are good people. Everything is out there. But life itself will take you through a journey. And you will have your ups and your downs. And you should be able to know, like David, to always bring it back to God. In the good times, praise Him. In the bad times, praise Him. If you don't know what to say, read a psalm. Open your Bible. Read something. Like literally, like, just make sure whatever you do, you stay connected. And don't worry about it. You might even be going through a tough time right now. I don't know what you're going through right now. You might be going through a tough time right now. All I know is that that time will come and it will go. My nan also told me a story which I will share with you guys as well. She said about a king. He called all the wise men and all the magicians and all that and he told them, I need one of you to, to make me something. That whenever I'm too happy, I remember that I shouldn't be too happy. But at the same time, whenever I'm sad, that thing should make me happy. So whenever I'm happy, that thing can make me, not sad, but at least keep my happiness at a certain range. But then whenever I'm sad, that can make me happy as well. They all went. Only one of them came up with a solution. And he made a ring for the king. And what the ring said is that this too will pass. This too will pass. And every single time when the king was happy and like probably they won a battle or they're doing something like, he looked at the ring and like, this too will pass. So his celebration was in moderation. And whenever he was sad again, he looked at his ring, probably the country, his nation was going through a tough time. And he also said, this too will pass. Likewise, whatever you're going through, it's not an eternity. He will, it will pass. It's just a matter of time. And the best way to actually go through this is to have Christ, to get Christ involved in every single thing. Most of my friends now, they just look at me at times because my friends are Christian, they understand this. But some of them are not Christian, they do not. They, it takes them some time. After a while, they get adjusted to it. I could be driving and somebody's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Which is really random to them at times. And they look at you like, Pete, you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm very good. But at that point, that was what I felt like. I felt like just thanking him for what he's done. Because some people woke up this morning, they couldn't, they couldn't stand up. That was it for them. They were gone. Some people woke up, they couldn't open their eyes. They can't see no more. Some people can't even walk. But here we are. We have every single thing walking for us. All, every part of your body is mobile. We can talk, we can dance, we can shout. 
Vera, for instance, every single time I see Vera, she's a blessing. It's like she gives me so much joy. She gives me so much joy because she still comes. She still blesses the Lord every time. No matter what, she turns up. Every single Sunday, Vera is here. And I'm like, if Vera is turning up every Sunday, I am well, there's nothing wrong with me. Why can't I not turn up? And she doesn't just turn up. She partakes in everything. At times you have to tell her, uh, Vera, <laughs> like literally, like, don't worry, not this time, <laughs> maybe something else. But she wants to do every single thing we're doing as well. And it is a blessing. And if you look at her life, look at how God has blessed her. Her kids, her grandkids, her life. Every single time, like literally, she is, you know, when, when they say that like, you look up to people, like literally, like, you know, when I get to that age, I want to be like that. Those are one of the people I look up to. Because she and her husband, Frank, they are a blessing that every single time they've involved God in their lives and they've built this beautiful life just because they've got God in it. And the love overflows so much. Even if she didn't know her, you saw her for the first time, she talks to you, you can actually feel the love. Like She just has so much love she's given. And it's such a blessing. And I want us all to take a leaf from my book. God has given you so much love. The Bible says, if the foundation is faulty, what can the righteous do? Nothing. What is our foundation? God's love. If you're not showing his love, then I don't know what you're doing. If people cannot look at you like literally, you know what? There's something different about that person. Then it's a waste. Enjoy your journey. The good times, the bad times. The good times, they are there to make you happy, to keep you going, to encourage you. The bad times are meant to make you stronger. There was something I was reading the other day that said about um, diamonds. Like the only difference between a diamond, a crystal, and just waste is the pressure and the time. The heat, the pressure of the heat and the time that they've actually spent on the pressure of the That is actually the difference. The diamond goes through so much heat. But it's so hot under the, under the heat. And like literally, it has to be there for a certain amount of time for it to actually turn to a diamond. If the time is not enough, it might turn to a crystal. If the time is not enough, it might actually turn to a coal. Or could it just turn to dust? You decide. Because there's one thing I know for sure. It's either you go through your journey, it's painful. You don't go through it, it's painful. But you can look forward to like, you know what, I'll go through, there's a result at the end of it. And that's the thing. There is a result at the end of it. You're not going, just going through it for fun. They don't always complain about their exams in school, like literally like, oh yeah, we got another exam, we got another exam. But I'm like, that's the only way you get moved to the next level. You do your exams, and when you pass them, it shows that you prepare for the next level. And likewise with God. The things you go through in your life, are the things that tell God, God looks at you like, is he ready? Or is he not ready? I made a joke once. All the kids were in the class. I was like, guys, imagine if I was like, to like, give you a Ferrari right now. They were all happy. Because most of them are boys. Like, yeah, yeah, Ferrari, Ferrari. And I asked the question, how many of you can actually drive? Their faces went down. Because as much as I could give them Ferraris, they were, they, none of them could drive. So it definitely makes no use to them. Although one or two of them, Caleb, I'm not mentioning anyone's name, were like, oh yeah, we could sell it. Sell it and use the money for something else. But I'm not, that's not what I meant. If I gave you a car like that, you couldn't drive it. 
One, you do not know how to drive. Two, you do not even have a license. So it will be a waste. And those things you're praying for, God actually hears you. All your prayers, he's actually listening. He hears you. But until the right time, he needs to know that you're actually prepared for it. He needs to know. Because this is the thing. The Bible talks about God's blessings. They, had, they bring no sorrow to you. They are things that are made to make you better. And if God sees that, that blessing will be too heavy for you. He will not give it to you. If he thinks you're not ready yet, he will hold on to it till he thinks, okay, you know what? This is the right time. I'll give it to you. So whatever it is that you're praying for that hasn't come to pass yet, know that at the right time, the right things will happen. And God will bless you accordingly. Every single one of us. And that is the beautiful thing about God. There was one thing someone said once, like literally, God is so, he's so magnificent that like literally, like, he has a different relationship with every single person. That it's a dynamic, like different dynamic. Like he talks to people in different ways. And the way I explained it to um, my people was that literally, like, imagine like you and probably you have like two or three best friends. The way you talk to each and one of them is different. You have your own lingo. You have the way you chat. You have the way. And likewise, every one of us, when we go into God's presence, I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to know that you're going to your dad. He loves you. He sent his only son to die for you so you can be here right now. The Bible talks about coming to the throne, the throne of grace. Coming with all happiness, coming with all like fulfillment, knowing that this is where I'm meant to be. Because look at it this way. Every single one of us now, yeah, we might be whatever age we are. At one point, we are our parents. And there were times when we did something wrong. They might have told us off, told us off for whatever we've done wrong. But again, after that, it's over. They love us again. Like literally, they, they, that doesn't stop them from loving us. Their love is their everlasting. And the Bible says, if your parents, being human, can love you that much, how much more do I love you? Love, love, God loves you way more than that. Way, way more than that. So no matter what happens, know that God's love is always there for you. Yes, we will make mistakes. Yes, we will fall. But guess what? We will keep on standing. We will not remain falling. No, whatever it is, we will stand and we will move on. So guys, the journey you all have been on, or you're still on, enjoy the journey. It's an experience. It's preparing you for something greater. That prayer point you've been praying, God is actually preparing you to be able to handle those blessings. He doesn't want those blessings to be cursed on you. He doesn't want it to be a curse. He doesn't want it. He wants it to be something you enjoy. Because I told you, people can be blessed and that blessing can also be a curse. But that is not what God has in plan for you. So please, enjoy your journey with Christ. Thank you. Can we just bow our head for a quick prayer? Father, Lord, we just thank you and we bless you for your word. And Lord, I just come right now, as we all go through our journey, different journeys in life, Lord, I pray that you keep on guiding us. Lord, I pray that you be our sat-nav that tells us, no, 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 not that way. Turn around, go this way. This is where you're meant to be. That you guide each and every one of us. And above all, Lord, that you show us your love. That love that is meant to be our foundation. That you give us so much that we can share with other people as well. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah.